This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Well, this is the last week uh, for this series that we've been calling How Sweet the Sound. Uh, We've had a lot of fun with this series. It's only been four weeks, but we've uh, taken these four weeks to examine some of the stories and the theology behind some of the favorite songs that the church has been singing forever, for decades and decades. We looked at Amazing Grace and What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And last week we talked about Great is Thy Faithfulness. And today we're talking about It is Well with My Soul, the song that was just sung um, on the video. Many of the hymn stories we've heard so far uh, seem to indicate that life can be unpredictable. That seems to be a common theme behind some of the stories, the hymn stories. The stories behind the hymns have indicated life can be unpredictable. Our life's dreams and our life's plans can change just like that, without notice. And we all know this to be true. A man by the name of Horatio Spafford knew something about life's unexpected challenges. He was a successful attorney and real estate investor who lost a fortune in the great, fire, great Chicago fire of 1871. Around the same time, his beloved four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. Thinking that a vacation might be good for his family, he sent his wife and his four daughters on a ship headed to England, and he was going to stay in Chicago, finish off some pressing family business, and then join them. However, while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, The ship that they were in was involved in a terrible collision in the middle of the ocean, and it sank. More than 200 people aboard that ship perished, including all four of Spafford's daughters. His wife, Anna, managed to survive the tragedy. When she arrived in England, she sent him a one-line telegraph that said, Saved alone, what shall I do? What do you do at a time like that? It wasn't many days later uh, that Spafford, sitting at his desk, just began to experience something new. Words of hope, words of encouragement flooded his soul. He picked up his pen and began to write a poem. The poem became the song we just sang, It is well with my soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. He could write those words because he trusted in Jesus. He trusted Jesus. He knew that Jesus was trustworthy. And and he knew that Jesus is where our help comes from. I'd like us to look at Psalm 121 this morning. So if you have your Bible or a Bible app with you, you can turn to Psalm 121. I'm going to read the whole psalm for us. You can follow along. Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. 
The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord will keep you. We just hear that refrain over and over again in Psalm 121. The Lord will keep you. Say it with me. The Lord will keep you. When your son or daughter begin to question the value of faith in Jesus... The Lord will keep you, absolutely. When, when you hear the doctor's diagnosis and it's a shock and you're trying to get your head and your heart around it, the Lord will keep you. When, when the enemy accuses you and tries to pull you down and persuade you that following Jesus is a stupid mistake, the Lord will keep you, absolutely. Spafford said, though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this Blessed assurance control, that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. The Lord will keep you. He will indeed. King David said it like this in Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So you lift up your eyes to the hills. You, you see the problems lurking in the, in the distance. And the small hills are all of a sudden becoming mountains. And you, there are so many obstacles before you. And you, you all of a sudden feel so small and so in, insignificant and so helpless. But wait, wait. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So if you're worried about the hills, don't worry about the hills. The Lord made the hills. He knows all about the hills. He knows all about it. Don't fear the hills or the valleys or anything in between. The Lord can keep you. No hill is too high. No valley is too deep. No night is too dark for him. He will keep you. Jude said it like this. Jude chapter 1. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling... He's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Wow. I mean, God's got that much power? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And the Apostle Paul was so convinced of the keeping power of God that he would write in the end of Romans chapter 8, I am sure, I am confident that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that verse, don't you? What a promise. Pastor Phil is going to take a new series starting next Sunday on Romans chapter 8. It'll be a few weeks before we get to the end of Romans 8 and see these verses again, but what a powerful statement from the Word of God, which is inspired by the Spirit of God Himself. I'm confident, Paul said, I'm confident, I'm absolutely certain that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Nothing can separate. Nothing. And the fact is that God loves you. 
He, he sent his only son, Jesus, to demonstrate his love. He sent Jesus Christ to demonstrate just how much he loves us. You see, God created us to live with purpose and meaning and hope. He created us to worship him and to walk with him by faith and enjoy an abundant life, a meaningful, purposeful life. But the consequence of sin is always a broken fellowship with God, both in this life and in eternity. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So sin always, always leads to brokenness. And yet because of his great love, God did not leave us in our brokenness. He sent his son Jesus to fix that problem. To, to, to address the brokenness, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come to earth and live a perfect life according to God's design so he could show us how to live. Jesus came to rescue us, to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He took our sin and our shame on the cross. His death paid the penalty for our sin so he could set us free. Then Jesus Christ came out of the grave alive on the third day according to the scriptures. And he lives today and he makes intercession for us today. But Jesus coming out of the grave alive provides the only way for us to be rescued. The only way for the problem of sin in our lives to be addressed. He rescued us and restored us to a right relationship with God when we received that by faith. We don't have the power to escape the brokenness in and of ourselves. Try as we might, no matter how strong you are uh, physically or emotionally or spiritually or mentally, you don't have the power to escape brokenness on your own. We need to be rescued. And that's what Jesus did. God sent his son to intervene and once we recognize that, once we understand that God sent his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, we repent of our sin. We ask God to forgive us. We, we, we turn away from our sin and we turn toward God in faith. We trust in him. This is what it means to repent and believe. You're turning away from your sin and your old life. You're turning toward God. Repentance and faith. Turning from your sin and believing in Jesus. You're born again to a new and living hope in Jesus Christ. And as a result of trusting in the life and the death and resurrection of Jesus, Psalm 121.8 says, The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. See, this is the, this is the promise that, that all of us who have trusted in Jesus live with every single day. The promise that the Lord will keep us. He'll keep your going out and coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord will keep you. If you trust in Jesus as your Savior, receive Christ as your Savior, the Lord will keep you every single day of your life. In the midst of trial and affliction, and in the midst of difficulty and toil and, and turmoil, the Lord will keep you. When you hear the diagnosis, the Lord will keep you. When you're struggling at home and faith is not uh, owned by everybody in your house, the Lord will keep you. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Because you trust in Jesus, the Lord will keep you. Isn't that good news? Absolutely. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, we are praying this morning that you will hasten the day when our faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. And the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend 
Even so, even so, it is well with my soul. And we are looking forward to that day, Lord, when we shall see you face to face, when the heavens part and Jesus descends and the coming um, of the Lord brings the promise of a new heaven and a new earth. We're looking forward to that day. But there's a whole lot of living that has to go on between now and then. And so we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would keep each one of us in the palm of your nail-pierced hand. Would you keep us and hold us close to your heart? Give us faith to walk with you and trust you each and every day. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.